Welcome to the Paragold Podcast. This is Jared Pickney, and today I'm joined by Tracy Mothershed, who happens to be the owner of Something Sweet and Something Positive, which is a new cat lounge in town. How did you come across that? Oh, well, I love cats. And in Paragold, there is not a shelter or a place for cats. Hmm. And so last year, actually in October, I was in South Carolina and visited a cat cafe. And I thought, oh, that'd be fun. If I had a place next door, I could do something like that. And then didn't give it much other thought and came back home. And then around the 1st of December, my landlord contacted me and said the building next to me was coming available for rent. And I thought, hmm, okay. Give me a few days to do some research and see what I can do. And it just rolled from there. Man, you're an entrepreneur. So, like you're good at yeah. starting things. Yes. I have lots of ideas. <laughs> well, that's good. That's part of being a good yeah. entrepreneur. So if I could just clone myself and do all of them. Yeah. Why cats? I just out of curiosity. Yeah. Why not dogs well, or whatever else? Well, dogs are great. Uh-huh. I'd love dogs too. Um but and in a lounge or cafe setting, you have to have a grassy area. You have to walk the dogs. Cats are a little more self-sufficient. They are. So it just, it's a little easier. I don't feel like cats like me very much. I don't think that, I don't feel like I've ever had a cat that wanted me to touch it. Is that, did That's I just have the wrong cat? Just cats the wrong like cat. to be Okay. They like to be pampered and very, Cats have all different personalities. Okay. All, all different. And cats will choose their human. Hmm. So you just haven't found the right cat yet. Hmm. You, need you don't choose the cat, it chooses you. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Bill, have you gotten a cat for your daughter yet? No, they want one really bad right now. Oh, you need to come visit us. We we love it there. Yeah. Eleanor has a great time. So, okay. y- yeah, fantastic it's time business. To get a, it's yeah. time to get a cat. Yeah, if we do adopt one, it'll be through you guys, Perfect. for sure. Mm-hmm. I have one yeah. bad experience, not a bad experience, a sad experience to where when my dad was diagnosed with cancer when I was in junior high, my mom, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, Googled like the best cat, you know, like, and so she gets on the internet. Uh-huh. This is a true story, by the way. She bought a cat off the internet and flew it in from North Carolina oh to the goodness. Memphis airport and it came in on a uh, pet taxi. Uh-huh. And it was scarred from then on. I don't know what happened on the flight, but it did fetch straws, which was kind of neat. Interesting. Um, but it didn't want to be touched. Yeah. His Some name was Felix. So, anyways. Hmm. So, something sweet. Yeah. I have been in there many times. Yes. I still go down there mm-hmm. uh, a few times a week. Um, tell me a little bit about kind of how that happened. You're from here originally, right? Yes. Is that I, something you've always been passionate about? Um, I am a very artsy, crafty kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I decided... Back in my 20s, when um, kids are small, trying to find birthday cakes, couldn't find what I wanted, so I thought, just going to start making them. But the thing is, uh, secrets, I'm not a baker. Hmm. I did not know how to cook when I got married, just very not passionate about cooking or baking, but if you want to decorate a cake, you have to have cake. (laughs) So... Yes. (laughs) Um, when I told my husband I was going to start cake decorating, he asked me how. (laughs) So we didn't have Google or internet back then. So I went and bought every cookbook on the shelf Hmm. and baked a lot of bad cake, (laughs) bad cake. Um, my husband would come home from work and I'd be like, try this one. 
And he would just shake nope. his head, no. <laughs> so eventually um, got the hang of it, huh. you know. But the decorating side, the artistic side, that's the fun part. That's what I love. Yeah, because you're known as like a cake artist, right? Yeah. So that's what I call myself, a cake artist, because I don't want to refer to myself as a baker or a chef, uh, because I'm neither. Um, do you feel like you figured out how to bake now, though? Or do you just have the right people there that bake for you? Um, I mean, I can bake. You know, I've figured it out. Um, there is some science behind it, and that's, you know, not my forte. Um, when you started but, to learn how to do that, were mm-hmm. you thinking, I've got to learn how to do this so I can start a business? Or at that point, was no, it just like... No, at that point, it was just something to do. My husband was in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two small kids at home, and I was just looking for something else to do to keep me busy when they were in school and things. Um I never thought I would have my own business. Hmm. That that wasn't in the plans. It just, you know, never thought about it. Um, but then every time we moved around, you know, moved to a new location, other moms would find out I was making my own kids' cakes, and they started asking me to make cakes. And, huh. and so I started doing that. Um, and then our last duty station, um, several people would be like, now, your husband's retiring, so you're going to go home and open a business, right? Hmm. And I was like, mm, no, no, not not in the plans. So you still weren't thinking about it then? I still wasn't was how many thinking years ago? about it. That was 16 years ago. Okay. So um, he put in his retirement paperwork. We moved home. Things changed with the Army. He didn't actually get his retirement. It had been approved, but it got rescinded. Long story there. Wow. Um, so he, we were here for three years before he actually joined us. And in that three years... That's um, a long time. It is a long time. It is. Um, I was working full-time, but I was building my cake business and okay. not really... Oh, I guess just not aware that I was, was building my cake business. Um, you know, I was doing cakes for people, and I was following the, the Cottage Food Act laws, doing them out of my home. And um, then my husband comes home, and he's like... You have got to get all this cake stuff out of the house. You have too much. You're running a bakery out of this kitchen, and there's not room for it. Was that on Gypsy Hill? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's the house there where we are. And um, so I just thought, I I said, what if I fail? Hmm. And he's like, if you don't try, you've already failed. Hmm. And I was like, okay. So... Started looking for places wow. to rent, and here we are, 10 years later. So Wow. Was it pretty scary in the beginning? Oh, it was sickening. Yeah. It was You're like, scary. is anybody going to actually show up? <laughs> yeah. And so, but the crazy thing is, um, you know, when I do something, I, I either do it all or none. Mm-hmm. I opened the night of the Christmas parade, um, which was <laughs> insane. So, but I thought, at what point will there be that many people downtown to see us open? At what point will, you know, a new business have the lights on, the doors open, and everybody that's downtown will see us? Yes. And then, what year was it, did you say? 2011. 2011. Not a ton Mm -hmm. of traffic down here, right, at that point? Um, Christmas parade was pretty... Yeah, the parade for sure. Parade for sure, but not... But a non-parade day, not so much, right? Not so much. No, downtown has changed tremendously in 10 years. It has. um, 
So, I mean, not a lot of other businesses 10 years ago, and things have changed. Yeah. So, so you're much. one of the first ones to kind of be like, yeah, we're going to come down here. and Yeah, we're going to come down we're here. We're going to sell cupcakes and cakes, and people are going to mm-hmm. come to downtown and buy from us. Yes, because they say if you build it, they will come. Well, so, so you start on uh, the day mm-hmm. of the Christmas parade. Mm-hmm. How was that? That was insane. Um, we had a great night, opening night. Um, lots of people sold lots of hot chocolate, lots of coffee. Um, Did you have cupcakes in? We had some cupcakes. So, you know, we Was had that the things. big thing then, just the cupcakes, or were you doing cakes then too? No, actually, I started out doing cakes first. Okay. Because that's what I was doing out of my home. And so, but people wanted cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was just the thing back then. Everybody wanted cupcakes. So, mm-hmm. so we went from that, um... You know, I would have cakes, and then people would come in, well, do you have cupcakes? Now it's kind of reversed. We have cupcakes every day, and we've had people start coming in saying, well, do you not have cakes ready made? I'm like, well, all of our cakes are order only. Um, But that may be changing in the next year. In what way? We may start offering cakes on just having them pre-made, ready for sale. Mm -hmm. What is the biggest cake you've ever made? Oh, gosh. Um, it was probably, I want to say, a six-tiered wedding cake. Wow. Yeah. It served a, about a little over 400 people. Jeez, that's a big cake. That's a big cake. That's so, a lot of cake. So how long did it take you to begin to get traction? Like, was there was there a year or two or whatever where you're still kind of like, I don't know if we're going to be able to like, if this is worth the work, if we're going to get enough money, or is it like well, pretty much immediately like, oh, this is... I mean, the first year was, you know, it was hard. Um, I thank God that my husband can support us, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, because, um, you know, I did not pay myself the first year or the second year. Um, but as long as the shop was paying for itself, to me it was worth staying open mm-hmm. because it still offers – and even today, it still offers something that Paragle doesn't have. Hmm. And I wanted that to be a unique, different destination that people could come to. Hmm. So it's not just about the cakes and making the money then for you? No. Not is it all. about just an experience of being able to give something like... It is an experience. And, you know, I want people to... Not just something sweet, but all of downtown... Um, to come downtown and see shops, see things that you don't see in other communities. Um, you know, when people travel or they visit places, you know, you see Walmart everywhere. You see McDonald's everywhere. You see those national chains. And for us or for me, it's about creating a space and community that's different, unique, mm. Um, when people do come to visit, I want them to remember, oh, you know, I visited down or I visited Paragold last year for a softball tournament mm-hmm. and here I'm coming back and I want to go see that yes. because it's, it's not what I have at my home, Yes, you know? And so it is an experience and a, just a uniqueness that people can enjoy. Yeah. And you to hear you talk about that, it makes like. You're doing that because even we took some cupcakes, Bill remembers this, uh, a mm-hmm. few weeks ago to some students 
at Williams Baptist College, mm-hmm. and um, they loved it. You know, we were able to say, like, hey, this is, like, Paragold. Yeah. Like, this is a Paragold product. You know, like, exactly. you're not, like, we didn't go to Walmart and grab these. Like, this is made right here. Right. Local, and and we're proud to, to take that because mm-hmm. they really are delicious. They're well, amazing you. what you do. Thank so you. So you're... And that's, you know, and that's something because, you know, you can get cupcakes at Walmart. You mm-hmm. can get cupcakes at the local grocer. Um, but ours are just a little different than we want it yes, that way. they're a lot different. Yeah. They're a lot yeah. different. Um, I'm trying to think of the first time I began. I think it was probably five, six years ago whenever I started going to something sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been, I think it's been about that long because that's around the time that we came down here in our office and, mm-hmm. um, I like to work outside as much as I can. And, and um, I remember, um, yeah, I remember a season where you went through some difficulty with, it was because of a fall, if I remember correctly. Is yes. that right? And so I'm interested. Um, yeah. We talked a little bit then, mm-hmm. but what was that like for you? You were up on a ladder or something like that. It yeah. ended up being a big deal, right? So, um, In my shop, if you've ever, I know you've visited, but when people come in, there's a wall down the hallway towards the restroom. There's a wall, and that's a loft that we use for storage. Um, It's, I don't know, 14, 16-foot ceilings, but I was on a 12-foot ladder and have been on that ladder hundreds of times, thousands of times. Um, Just that particular day, and actually... um, the anniversary's coming up. It was November 16th wow. um, of 2015. And um, I went to step from the ladder into the loft, and I, the ladder slid. I didn't have it footed properly. And so I just fell straight down. Good, 12 feet um, up. 12 feet. And um, it, my daughter was there. Thank God. It was on a mm. Monday. We're closed on a Monday. So my daughter was there. Trained in first aid, but I'm her mom. Um, so I went straight down and landed on my foot, but my ankle just shattered. Mm. Um, went backwards, head injury, so and head wounds bleed like crazy. So lots of um, stuff going on. She calls 911, and I guess I was unconscious for a few minutes, but then I came to and... My first words is, your dad's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So He told you that if you don't try, you've already failed, right? Right, exactly. You're trying. So, um, but I was up there. I was going to get Christmas decorations down so I could decorate the shop for Christmas, but that didn't work out. So so I spent nine days in the med. Um, Wow, nine days. Nine days in the med. Why were you in the med for so long? What what did you have to do? Well, what were the injuries? The head injury and a shattered ankle, which what was know, the head injury? Um, just I had to have fifteen stitches in my head, Goodness. concussion. Um, so they were just monitoring for that, but the ankle was just they needed to do surgery, and they couldn't do surgery because of the swelling, different things going on. I was like, well, let me go home. I'll come back and do surgery later. Hmm. Um. But they wouldn't let me go. So ended up having surgery, and then I was non-weight-bearing on my ankle. Um, ended up being in a wheelchair for 
supposed to be for three months. I ended up being in a wheelchair for almost, in and out of the wheelchair for two years. Wow. So, I didn't know that it was that long. It was a long two time. Two years. Two years. In and out of the wheelchair. Um, I had a second ankle surgery. Just things just did not heal properly. Things did not go well. That would be so, super discouraging. So very discouraging. And I am a control freak. Just mm-hmm. going to say mm-hmm. that. Um, and I had no control over that situation in my life. I mean, it just... Um, you know, my husband, God love what he says to me. He's had told me, you know, cause I've been working and working and working, you know, building mm-hmm. my business mm-hmm. doing, you know, um, he kept telling me, Tracy, you're going to slow down. You're going to slow down. Well, then my ankle injury and he goes, I told you to slow down. He goes, and you wouldn't. So God slows you down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so and I'm like, well, you know, I just, so because I didn't have control of the situation, because I couldn't do what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do, I ended up I mean, going to counseling because mm-hmm. and my daughter is a counselor, and she's like, you need help. You need professional help. And I was, was like, it the anxiety or the anger? It or was, was both. Um, anxiety because I couldn't do what I wanted to do because things weren't healing or progressing the way I they needed to um angry and and you know I really should have been grateful and I mean I am grateful because it could have been so much worse Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't fall from a 12-foot fall without internal injuries Mm -hmm. um or you know I could have broken my neck you know, I could have been paralyzed, you know, and I'm like, it's just an ankle. And then I'm, then I go where it's just an ankle. Why is it so painful? Why is it so causing so much stress in the rest of my life? Because it's just an ankle. Yeah. Um, Which I can imagine could create even like these shaming feelings of like, Hey, what's the matter here? Like get it right. together. Like get it's it just together. an ankle. Yeah, I, exactly. It's just an ankle, yeah. you know, but, um, it has affected every aspect of my life. Um, you know, like I said, past the anxiety and the anger, then to, okay, I need to be grateful. I need to be thankful. But also the fact that I, it's also changed the way I look at people with disabilities. Hmm. Um, you know, cause my shop wasn't really handicap accessible. Um my home wasn't handicap accessible. Mm. Um, you know, just going to Walmart, how difficult that is, or just going out to restaurants or mm. just, you know, normal activities. So that has, that really opened my eyes up to that. Um, mm. And being more compassionate to mm. people with disabilities mm. because I've been there and through that. And I thought, you know, I really wasn't aware of what other people go through yes. and how it affects them. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how suffering has a has ability even the mm-hmm. way, to either hardness or softness. Right. You know, and it sounds like for you it, it softened you and it, it allows you to be more empathetic. It, it has, you know, there was times that, I mean, I could have built on the anger, but counseling <laughs> – 
Yes. I highly recommend it. it I do too. You know, it, you know, some people... I have a therapist I meet with every yeah, other week. You know, and, yeah. you know, it's wonderful because I could have let that anger and resentment yes. just build instead of letting that go. Yeah. Um, yeah, that you, when you're hitting on something too, by the way, I think it's... Fortunately, I think that people in our world are starting to become more aware of the need for therapy and counseling. Mm-hmm. I used to, that was a very like... Oh, that's what the crazy people do. Right. But we're realizing now, like, no, like everybody in some capacity just needs a safe place where they mm-hmm. can go and talk about their feelings and say, here's what's going on in my life. Here's my struggle. Right. And then just having someone to hear that out and allow you to process exactly. that. And so um, I think it's incredibly important. If you mm-hmm. think about like, we have to do maintenance on everything. Exactly. Everything. Mm-hmm. So like as complex as like our minds are, mm-hmm. like and our emotions and all that, you think like at some point you got to have a tune up, mm-hmm. you know? Especially when you go through a traumatic event. I would you say did. that was a traumatic event. It, it was very traumatic. And so, you know, I feel like I've gotten past that. But now I've had my third ankle surgery. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, when I was that my, one? That one was last November. So, so what's going on? It's just um, giving way? Well, the, after the first surgery, the bone actually died. So they went in and did a fusion and replaced the the mushy dead bone with cadaver bone, okay. which is just dead hard bone. Uh-huh. So they went and replaced that on the second one. And then the third one, they went in and removed all the hardware that they could and cleaned it up. A lot of bone spurs had grown. Um, and the bone was just hitting other bone. So it was causing a lot of pain. However, that surgery was not successful either. So... Uh, it's really discouraging. So the next surgery I'm facing is a full ankle replacement, um, but we're holding out as long as I can on that one. How long will you have to be out after you have that? Um, that I don't know. That's not even a question I asked because I'm not ready to face that surgery yet. Right. So I didn't even ask that question. And somehow you mm-hmm. kept the business going. Yeah, and opening a, a second one. So you're talking about something positive. Something positive. Yes. Yeah. What do you think, um, were there ever times where you were uh, thinking about quitting in that season, or was that never even an option? Oh, that's not an option for me. No. Mm. Um, I'm very stubborn yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Control freak, stubborn. We'll just talk about all my negative <laughs> things here. Yeah. Um, no, quitting was never an option. So yeah. as, long as, as long as I'm breathing, I will be working and Doing what I love. Yeah, so you yeah. go through that. How was COVID for y'all? Was that also a challenge for as a local business owner, small business oh, owner? Oh, definitely. Yeah, major challenges. So, But we made it through, and things yes. are going great. It's, um, you know, the local community has just loved on us and helped us, and, I mean, they kept us going. That's awesome. So, you know, we you had... You got a loyal base of we customers. We do, we do. Um and we had to, you know, we had to make changes, and and sometimes they were daily, sometimes they were hourly. I mean, you just had to go with it. Yeah. What's the yeah. biggest change that you think you've seen over the last, yeah, I guess year and a half or so since COVID? Has there been anything that's changed for good because of COVID, as far as your business is concerned? Um, I think more people are aware or more in tune with themselves making the decision to shop local. Hmm. Um, And, I mean, that's been a major um, influence for all of downtown businesses, not just us. 
you know, more people are making decisions to shop local. For one, they know where their products are coming from. They know what um, the people mm-hmm. that are behind those products. And so I think they're just making those decisions. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who, and I always ask this to a local business owner, someone who um, is interested in starting their own business? Um, or maybe someone mm-hmm. who started their own business, someone who's listening to this and there's something they want to do, but mm-hmm. they're like, and they feel passionate about, they feel mm-hmm. like it actually could be a benefit to our society, but they're a little scared of, mm-hmm. uh, what if I fail or I don't know if I have what it takes. Mm-hmm. Any advice you would give to them? Do your research. Know what your strong points are. I will say from the very, very beginning, I have had an accountant. Math mm. is not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can bake and decorate all day long, but ask me to do paperwork yep. and math, forget it. Yeah. And so I told myself from the very beginning that I would have an accountant in charge of those things. The expense is worth it. Mm-hmm. So know your strong suits. Mm-hmm. Know what you can do, what you can't do, because you cannot do everything. Yes. You can't run a business and do everything. So decide what you can do and what you need to pay someone to do. And it will pay for itself that way. Yeah. And then just go for it. Yeah. And, you know, my husband's advice, if you don't try, you've already failed. Absolutely. So just go for it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd love to ask you some rapid-fire mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. This is something that I uh, have not done before, so you're the guinea pig. Okay. Uh, but I would love to start doing that with uh, okay. each person who comes on. So I'm going to ask first a couple questions okay. uh, just around um, baking, and then I'm going to ask some random questions. Okay. So um, one is, and this is around, I guess, something sweet. What is your favorite thing that you make at Something Sweet and that you serve to the public? My absolute favorite thing is our chocolate chunk cookies. Chocolate chunk cookies. Mm-hmm. Note that down, Bill. What is the hardest thing that y'all have to make? The hardest thing we have to make? Oh, gosh. See, I don't think any of our things are hard. Um, most time-consuming. How about that? Most time-consuming? Mm, I mean, the actual cakes that have to be decorated. Okay. The, baking the cake doesn't take long. It's just depending on how it's decorated and what goes on it. How long does it take you to decorate, typically? Um, just a, a typical a sim- wedding cake? A typical wedding cake. Or a birthday cake? Or birthday cake. Depending on the size, three to four hours okay. for decorating. Yeah. Um, depending That's pretty on long. What goes it seems on long it. Yeah. yeah. Depending on what goes on it. If there's a lot of fondant involved. Now, um, there have been some cakes I have spent 20 hours on just the fondant work. But then once I go to put the cake together, it only takes me 30 minutes to put it all together because all the fondant's already made. Hmm. All right. So it just depends. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Last question around uh, something sweet. What is the most requested item or bestseller? Our brownies. The brownies. Okay. The brownies. All right. Those of you brownie lovers, you might want to try the Mm -hmm. chocolate chocolate chunk cookie. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. It's your favorite? Chocolate chunk cookies. All right. Now for some random ones. You ready? I'm ready. Last show that you binged? I don't watch TV. Okay. Uh, one movie that you love? Under the Tuscan Sun. Never heard of it. Oh, my gosh. What? When did it come out? Oh, oh, 20 years ago. 20 years ago? I don't know. What's it about? Um, Woman goes through a divorce, uh-huh. so she decides she's going to go on a group tour in Italy. 
And she ends up buying a house and not coming back home. Okay. Great so, movie. You seen it? I have seen it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now I feel I had to make sure, mm-hmm. but yeah. You would like it, Jared. I would. It's a feel-good movie. Who's, it is a very feel-good movie. Who's in it? Go ahead, Tracy. No, you're going to put me on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Diane Lane. I don't Lane. know. Diane Lane. Diane Lane. Yes. Okay. I was thinking redhead. Yeah. Diane Lane. Oh, yeah. All right. She's the star. Okay. Fantastic. Favorite meal? Oh, my goodness. If you could just have one meal, what would it be? Um, Neoki. Neoki? Mm-hmm. You and my wife both. I think my wife yeah. might say that. Um, what mm-hmm. is on your nightstand? Um, a lamp, my phone charger, and three rocks. Three rocks. Mm-hmm. What's the story behind the rocks? Um, one has um, Philippians four thirteen on mm-hmm. it, and the other one is just an anxiety rock that you can touch. And the other mm-hmm. one, my granddaughter gave me. Excellent. Yeah. Perfect. What is an ordinary moment that brings you joy? Just an ordinary moment just, that brings you some joy. Oh, just being in my yard, hmm. just with flowers, mm-hmm. or in the hammock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've done a good job with the yard that you're at now. Oh, thank you. So, Thanks. Uh, favorite song or favorite band? Oh, Either gosh. one. I know. Well, I am a Prince fan from right the on. 80s. Yeah. You know, um, but currently, right now, just favorite song is Scars in Heaven. Scars in Heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that song right now. I don't guess I know that song either. You're educating me. Scars in heaven. All right. Have uh, you not heard it's by Casting Crowns? No, I you haven't. Have I don't listen okay. to the radio. So I get okay. that a lot just because my pastor, people assume they I'm always listening to K-Love or you Air assume, One. Yeah. I've got Spotify, and uh-huh. I have always had this passion for like finding uh-huh. bands that no one knows about. Perfect. And then Spotify just keeps recommending other bands yeah. that like no one's ever heard of. I love it. And so it. even the worship stuff I listen to, it's like yeah. if I told you, you're like, ah, I've never heard of them. Okay, so, but, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about this one? What is something that people... Either maybe don't know about you or get wrong about you. Oh. Well, they probably think I love to bake. <laughs> I would have definitely thought that. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, that's a new one for me. That's yeah. good. So. Uh, last question. What are you most grateful for right now? Right now. Oh, gosh. Everything. I mean, just life in general. Hmm. I mean, God is good. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but I will say, you know, we've just purchased a house mm-hmm. and things are going smooth at the moment. So I will be grateful, even more grateful if we're in by Thanksgiving and, you know, have our first Thanksgiving meal in our new home. That's fantastic. Yeah. Right across the street from Bill. Yes. Right Howdy neighbor. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Tracy, thanks so much for coming on. I always You're enjoy welcome. getting to talk with you and uh, to visit your something sweet. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can have you on again soon yeah. in the future. Sounds good. Thanks. Well, that was sweet. Oh, very positive. Ah, very good. You too. Tracy, thanks so much for coming on. Seriously, you are awesome. Uh, always enjoy get a chance to hang out with you and, and hear more about yeah, just what's going on in your life and to get your thoughts and perspective. So thanks for carving out space. Um, for those of you who made time to listen, if you are still listening, thanks so much for tuning in. I want to encourage you to check us out on our different social media platforms. Uh, we are on what, Bill? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. 
Not all of us. All of them. Uh, you can also subscribe to our email list. And if you get a chance, um, give us a like on iTunes. I know we have 95 reviews there. Um, that helps people to um, find us more quickly and learn about the amazing people that live here in Paragold. So as always, thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>